Welcome to Underqualified Thoughts, where two brothers-in-law have conversations stemming from their daily lives. Expect authentic, relationship-building discussions that time-capsule the early years of these podcasters' families, careers, and pastimes. My name's Andy. His name's Caleb. We're sitting in two chairs. He's in a rocking chair. I'm in a recliner. You're flipping a coin. I wonder in the last episode if they heard the times that you dropped the coin. And I wonder in this episode if you can hear the sound of the coin flipping. <laughs> okay, you just dropped it on your microphone. Yeah, they're going to hear that. <laughs> I remembered why I started the episode so abruptly. It's because we were talking. We think we did our best episode last time. Would you say that? I feel like it was pretty solid. Um, it was just quality conversation at the very least. Again, if the purpose of this right now is for... Um, Good time capsule, bonding, and then lastly, if you get something from it, great. I feel like we accomplished number one, and definitely number two, and we'll see what people say about it to accomplish number three. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely Solid. not making something that's for everybody. Like, I don't no. think anyone's making something for everyone, except no. for maybe like right. Apple with the iPhone or something, but yeah, we, we not don't, many. We haven't like made a target audience and all that nonsense. No. And if we were doing this for real, we should. Like, but, yeah, if we were trying to make money with this. If yeah. We were, yeah, if we were trying to gain a, a massive amount of followers and do all that, yeah. But podcasts... If we not, were trying to gain a massive amount of followers, none of our episodes that have already been released would have been released. That's right. But this could be one of those things, like we've talked about in the meta before, about, I don't know, I, don't, I can't use that word correctly. I've been all messed up since the commercial. Um, <laughs> I. You mean the commercial that you made? Yeah, the one the- that I, yeah. I'm not really sure. There are some genres of like media that are purely just the vlogs of the world, the um the kind of travel with me vlog stuff. I mean like all of that, it's still entertaining. And so that could be a target audience focus uh thing. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it'd be a really small niche or niche that we'd be trying to hit if people who are aspiring to make a podcast are the audience of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That would be Hey, you gotta find your people. So with I bright I bring that up with we think the last one was our best one. Do you think this one's gonna be better? Do you think it's gonna be equal quality? You think we're gonna fade because it's the second one of the day? Um, I don't know. It, it's one of those deals that once you start talking, and then you get to like the halfway point of a conversation, you start tailing off a little bit. So we just have to keep up. Which is it. why we pretty much have two completely different conversations. As we start tailing off, Caleb goes, okay, second topic. Next thing, new thing. We'll see. Let's rank it at the very end. How about okay. that? Or maybe we'll we'll start to rank it, and then that'll be our hard cut, <laughs> and then have to come back for the next episode. And then we'll tell you how we thought it was. <laughs> yeah. So it's also interesting, because that's the first time we've given our opinion before listening to it, which, mm-hmm. seamless transition. I was listening to episode five on the way to the family dinner that we had for Caitlin, my wife's birthday, last weekend. And it was the first time that we listened to an episode and weren't able to finish it. I think, you know, whatever. There was like a minute and a half left when we showed up to the Rogers house. And we walk inside and I had this feeling that like we didn't (laughs) finish something, but I wasn't just going to sit in the car for another 90 seconds and like listen to the rest of the podcast because we weren't late, but we weren't early. So I was like, all right, let's just 
you know, we had a time window. We had a half hour time window to get there, and we were towards the end of that half hour time window. I had to clarify that because Caleb was squinting at me when I said we weren't late, but we weren't early. He was like, you mean on time? (laughs) Sure, we'll go with that. Um, So I wasn't just going to sit there, especially because Caitlin's just sitting in the back seat with Lily in the car seat. Like, we're not, she's a ticking time bomb once the car stops moving. So we got to go. So I felt like I had this sensation that something wasn't finished. And then I also got the sensation as soon as I walked in the house and I saw you, I like squinted and was like, I feel like I've just been talking to you for the last (laughs) half hour. Because I'd been listening to our conversation from the past half hour. I think that's pretty which have hilarious. You, when do you listen to these? Have you <laughs> experienced the feeling of like what I'm just describing? I will come clean. Um, wow. I Wow. <laughs> most of the time I don't listen to the whole thing. Because I edit it, um, I spend a quality amount of time with the actual um, tape. Yeah. And, and I have to like go through and do what I want to it and whatnot. And I have to hop around. And by the time I output it, it's like, it's out there for the world. I'm on to the next project. Um, yeah, the of the 20 projects that you have always going at one time. That's right. So yeah, I, I think I've listened to the first one all the way through. Um, and then just snippets across the board. Um, it's just one of those things that I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would, like, I've, I feel like I've already had the conversation. Yeah, I'm not going through the conversation to remember it. I'm going through the conversation to like see areas of improvement. Hmm. Like a critique? So, yeah, like see like what like I've made the analogy before of like watching film after a game. Um, that makes sense. To see what you did well, what you didn't do well. And I say I'm not doing it or listening it to remember, but I do think I am in a sense. I am listening because I I tend to listen to them on the way to or right before we record the next one i mean i wouldn't be surprised we were we were, t- we were kind of talking about the longevity of this podcast and how we have a a year left of it um a hundred dollars for the for the subscription basically it's not going to cost us any more money to do this right for just, another 11 months and it definitely won't if you just pay us to do <laughs> this but um i think i would get to a point where i would go back and like re-listen one through six and then like maybe in a month or two, I'd go back and listen to them, and just just to see how far we've come. Yeah, and I'm not saying that there's going to be just these massive leaps or anything, but there's certainly a better technical uh, difference between one and this one. Um, and just I think we're I know that we're not as structured as some people would like, <coughs> but um, it's 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 getting there. Well, it's getting there. well. You say you're not as structured as some people would like. You are, in a sense, some people. I'm adding myself because you are the the driving force who's like give us structure, give us a theme, give us flow, and I'm over here like chaotic energy. I'm pretty sure most of the questions you ask me, I don't actually finish my thought, and I'm sure that drives a lot of people crazy. But that's because I'm external processing. Yeah. And while that there is a time and a place like in a work setting where I work really hard and use a lot of mental energy yep. to make sure that I prepare my thoughts and you know, communicate concisely so that my idea can get out. This isn't my job. I'm not yeah. trying to do this. I'm not trying to have another area where I have to put that high level of mental energy into. I'm just trying to have a conversation. And for those who don't know me and haven't had many conversations with me, this is how they tend to go. So, segue. Mm. Um, 
Last we talked in episode five. No, four. That was four, wasn't it? That we talked about your career journey? Yes, but I'm also not done bringing up episode five. Talking about the... Oh, we're still on We're five. still on the banter of the... Our, okay. You know, the Scratch meta. That. Banter. See, this is what keeps happening. But either one of us gets a seamless transition and the other one's... The other one goes, but I'm not done. I'm not done. Wait. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll just cut all this. Put a commercial. No. How do you? Don't do it. <laughs> the episode five is probably the worst episode that we've released. Not because yeah. of the content that we talked about, but because of the quality of the audio. Yeah. Um, and nothing to do with like the fact that, that that one bit where you didn't mute us while you ran the commercial. It's mm-hmm. just the... It's the yeah. fact that we were driving. And so what's funny is that I thought in the beginning it was funny. You could hear when I used my turn signal. So that was kind of like a little reminder to everyone that were in the car. But what got bad is when we parked and we got to our in-laws house. Like, it's just so clear in the audio that my hand is fading. And like, just <laughs> like what's happening right now, the microphone is moving slower and slower away from me. Like I was just getting... I don't know if I was getting complacent or tired or, or just not remembering it. And then, you know, when we get there, you know, we turn the car off, we roll yeah. down our windows, we were fidgeting with that, like unbuckling our seatbelts. There's just a, a lot of chaotic audio, which to be fair, the episode before that episode four was when we talked about the whole, like when you breathe, move your face away from the microphone. And so we had yeah. just had like probably our highest quality recording session we did the immediately <laughs> followed by our worst audio recording session. We don't have these things just planned out, guys. It'll be all right. We're in this together. Just the high. Have you seen High School Musical? Nope. Dude, as soon as you said that, there's just the song "We're All in This Together." That line just came to my mind. Why'd you make that face? Great. <laughs> I'm glad y'all got to listen to a snippet of that song. Let's return now. No! It's, there's copyright infringement. <laughs> to the segue. <laughs> Can we do that? I don't know. I just know all the time, and like all of the, not all of the, but the majority of the YouTube videos I watch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift a piece of that song. I'm going to raise the pitch, and then I'm going to speed it up a little bit, and then I'm going to place it in there. So you're going to make it so it's quote-unquote fair use? You're going to take it and change it? That was so I had no idea where your brain was going, but I saw the idea come into your head, your eyes light up, and I was just like, oh no, what have you done? Or what have I said to make you think of what you're about to do? I'm I'm sensing the audiobook um, idea for this podcast right here for some reason. What? You know, like put like a... Like a stream in the background or something, some like gurgling brook, some birds chirping. We're just it's almost like we're it's almost like we're in a set. No. I just I just feel this one. <laughs> no, because I, wow. especially because when I listen to these, it's it's often when we are Caitlin and I are driving to come record the next one, and I'm not about to have to listen to a stream of running water for forty minutes while I'm driving to your house and just having to hold my bladder the whole way. You know. I, I haven't had any uh, creative outlets in a while. Um, what is this? Are you saying you you just want a new a new twist yeah, on the? I gotta put a new twist on it. Make a different commercial. They'll just slap the same. It meta won't be a commercial. commercial. I never said commercial. I said audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, segue. Do you have any other thoughts on the past two episodes? 
Oh, I was just going to say, um, the segue was talking about the fourth one, mm-hmm. going into what's going on now. Because mm. the fourth So was, like a double segue. That's right. A yeah. segue to a segue. Yeah. Okay, like so, what you did with the commercial where you... That's right. The original commercial in episode three or whatever it was. Tragedy. All right. So um, episode four was all about um, Andy's career journey and where he's at now, transitioning from a financial uh, advisor. No. Client services. A registered private wealth client associate. To, which is a bunch of words just to say I did operations. Operations. And he's going into what again? I'm seeking to get into the product space. The title I'd be looking for would be associate product manager, but that title varies across different industries. All right. So the general question is, talk to us about the journey so far um, since two weeks ago. I know you had some interviews lined up. What's going on? Before I do that, I need to move because I'm uncomfortable in this chair. Are we just going to let the squeaky chair audio run in the background or are you going to try and cut it out? Just get up and move. As you were saying. As I was saying. As I was answering your question seamlessly with no pause in between. What did you ask? (laughs) In the past two weeks, uh, we know that you had some interviews and some transitioning going on. Update us what's going on. So the first interview was that generic interview with the recruiter where they're just going to screen you out or not basically from what i gathered based off the conversation is she had a she has a conversation with me and writes up a summary or a profile of me and then passes that on to the hiring manager and then the hiring manager chooses whether or not to reach out so that conversation happened which of course the fact that that conversation happened means that my resume didn't just get like you know automatically screened out by the machine that is Wells Fargo's hiring process. So that was cool and exciting when I got that interview because I think we talked about it. It was the first job that I've seen the responsibilities of it. And I'm like, yes, I actually want to do this. Like each one of these responsibilities, I'm, I, I'm willing or I want to do them. And then I had about eight or 10 of the desired qualifications, which is the most qualified I've been for any of these roles that I'm looking for. And... That interview went really well. I would say my focus of that interview, I've gotten feedback in the past where I come off disinterested. Just basically I'm not gushing with like, I don't, I don't by nature like just gush with excitement or praise about something. Um, Unless I'm like really, 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 really excited about it, but I'm even keel for the most part. And so I've heard in the past that in some interviews I've come off as disinterested. So my focus of that was just to to do what I'm not inclined to do, which was gush about how much I won the job, which I did. And then by the end of it, I felt like I had done it overboard. Hmm. And so, you know, this is just a classic, like you came in with a game plan, you, you either you execute it, whether you executed it well or poorly or somewhere in between. And then you go back and look at the end. You're just like, oh, was that the right game plan? Did I execute it right? You know, all those thoughts that go through your head. Obviously, I executed it well enough. Or they, or maybe there was something else about me that they liked enough that I got you know, moved on to the next round. And then that was the big interview. I was with the hiring manager who had 
I looked at, you know, up on LinkedIn, had been at Wells Fargo for like a really long time, very senior in her career. Uh, and then two senior managers on that team. One guy has been at like Wells Fargo his entire career for like 20 years. Hmm. And then the other lady, she had bounced around, but she's over 20 years in her, into her career as well. I was like, all right, time to go play with the big boys. I put on a suit, a full suit with a tie. I know. You know, it's funny. I thought about this. If anyone wants to go look at my LinkedIn profile picture, that's the exact combination I wore. You know, this this if we just pause here real quick, this this really strikes a major difference and um that that's just big. That's a bit I so I can't, I can't get my, there's there's a lot of things there. Sorry, that that threw me off. Oh, I know. That threw me off. So, to unpack that, for my first job at UBS, I had to wear a suit and tie every day. Did you really? Yeah, and this is Another story for another podcast episode. We can talk about my first day when I showed up not wearing a suit and how that went. Oh, man. Yeah. So I just, let, let's just, mid 20s. I'm 25. Andy is like 27. 27. Are you sure you're not 21? <laughs> um, I would say that modern workforce mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. is what I would call seriously moving away from some of the corporate style mm-hmm. suits. Well, first off, like obviously COVID accelerated it. Mm-hmm. Like even some of the, I've heard things like, you know, from the headquarters of Bank of America and Wells Fargo are, are becoming more lax. Mm-hmm. But there's still, I I don't know if it is as, if it is as present in other industries, but finance is still pretty stuffy. <laughs> and so the first job that See, I had I didn't, I didn't know that. at UBS, we had a, we were the sister office to the main office in Weehawken, New Jersey, which is across the water from New York. Like there's just like a, I don't know which river it is, but it, there's just a river that cuts between it. And so basically, you know, from Weehawken, you can see the entire New York skyline and you just jump on a ferry and then you're there. So it very much has that New York finance culture and the building that they worked in required everyone in the building whether you worked for ubs or whether you worked for another company that leased office and or leased space in that office every single person to get in the door suit and tie and so in charlotte north carolina for there not to be disparity or any jealousy or whatever they required us to wear suits and ties wow and so we did that i would say i was very often pushing as far as I could go. Like at first it was, I would still wear the suit, but I wouldn't wear the tie. <laughs> and then when I got confident enough, I would have my suit pants on and just my button up shirt. I would have my jacket like on the back of my chair, but it wouldn't hmm. leave the office. It would just stay there. I wasn't walking in the door with it. I wasn't walking out the door with it. It was, I was putting on it if I needed it to for yeah. whatever occasion. Um, wow. And then, you know, every, whatever every so often three to four weeks or whatever some manager would make some passing comment about how we are not you know uh, upholding the standards and so i'd wear a tie for a couple days until that passed over and then i'd stop wearing a tie again i had no idea that that um culture there in finance was so stuffy i mean like i know when i thought of like finance downtown charlotte banking and all that I just thought, you know, slacks, nice shoes, uh, button-up. No time necessary. There's a difference between corporate finance and personal finance. So like corporate finance, when you're working in like a a corporate office setting, 
is that like suit and tie, business formal, business casual, or no, the high end of business casual where business casual is suit pants and a dress shirt. Yeah. But in the second team I worked with at UBS was a local firm that of financial advisors. And this is the finance bro look. What you said, like mm-hmm. chinos or nice dress pants, um, not suit pants, just a step below that with a, a, butt, a polo tucked into that and then a vest. That's vest. the finance bro, like the, the vest, like, um, wow. Could, it wasn't like that puffer jacket vest. It was kind of more of like the, yeah. I don't know what material yeah, no, it was, I'm, I'm, but yeah, I see what you mean. That that's oh man, that's such a different world right there. We are applying to do two different types of jobs. Well, so <laughs> I'm, sectors. Better. Yeah, sector. I'm not applying. <laughs> like I'm not. I don't love that. Which is why, like when I looked at you and said I wore a suit, like it's a big deal. Like I've done yeah. that before. I hated when I did it, but like I've gotten to the point where it's like. I'd rather enjoy my work than yeah. you know pick work based off what I can wear. Would would you say that you're more casually dressed than me most of the time? Well, I mean you're you're pretty much always wearing a t shirt and shorts. But when you wear so I well I, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I pretty regularly wear a t shirt and shorts, but even more regularly I wear an athletic shirt and athletic shorts. That's it. So that's why I'm just shocked out of my mind. Like well it's I wear the same like canvas pants with like an apartment nine shirts. Yeah, apartment nine V neck, any color. Caleb Youngblood, medium. Christmas present, medium, medium, medium. Hmm. Like actually, please. Uh. <laughs> you you should make a commercial for this podcast for people to buy you those apartment nine shirts. That's hilarious. You know, at this point, we're really we're really trying to rank in rank in the the listeners' cash. Hundred dollars for the podcast. Uh, Ten dollars per shirt. By the way, all of this is you who's asking for the money. Interesting. So, where were you? As we were saying, this is just this is a fun time to be alive. Um, I would definitely say I'm more casually dressed than you, but that I can't remember a time where it wasn't that way. You know, like hindsight being twenty twenty, I would like to say that it's like, oh, because I have to wear a suit for my job, that I'm not going to be, you know, I'm going to go super casual. Uh, when I don't have to, but I, I really can't think of a time where I've ever been accused for being overdressed for something or anytime, you know, a wedding comes up and they say it's business casual or semi-formal. I'm not, I'm definitely the guy who's like, so what does that mean? Like, I know I can't wear jeans, but like, can I, do I have to wear, do I have to wear a belt? Does my shirt have to be tucked in? At what level of dressed up do I have to be? That, that reminds me of the wedding we went to. Yeah, the the semi-formal wedding semi-formal. where you showed up. <laughs> with, so that's why I looked at you. You showed up to a semi-formal wedding with a golf polo tucked into chinos? No, they're just... Um, Khakis. Tan. Um, chinos, is that a brand? No, I think it's a... I don't know if it's a cut of pant or a type of material. They're, it's not a brand. It's like a style. Or yeah, something. no, these are, these are just Levi jeans that are tan. Oh, so you, you wore jeans, <laughs> jeans and a tucked-in polo to a semi-formal wedding. And um, I guess I wore sink boots. in for all the people who would be embarrassed by that and are cringing right now. Let them cringe. Um, I never read the label on that, that wedding deal. Yeah, but you asked McKamey and she told you. I just said, is this fine? And she said, yes. <laughs> um. Yes, Besides, quote, the wedding fun. is not about me. 
<clears throat> it's for them. But that's the thing. What happens if you're in one of their pictures and you're just some shalom? I will be in with one his of forearms films. and and not just his forearms. Half of your bicep and tricep are showing on that thing. Oh my, that's uh, the fact that you can see above the elbow is appalling. That's that's less than what some people anyway. Um, but <laughs> to circle back and keep you from getting canceled, it's going to happen eventually, but not today. Um, yeah, so I, I dressed pretty casually. So the, the fact that I was wearing a suit was a big deal. And it was it was not easy for me to do it. It wasn't like, you know, I had all the clothes. They were all there. It's easy to put them on. I'm used to doing it. But like mentally, there was a bit of like a mental barrier of like, I'm just a monk. Like I'm just being a monkey in a suit if I'm doing this. Like I don't enjoy doing this. Why am I doing this? I don't feel like I'm being authentically myself. But then I was able to get to the point where I was like, if I'm trying to communicate that I am excited for this role, I'm incredibly interested in it, and you should take me seriously. I know, as much as I don't like it, I know that wearing a suit to an interview mm-hmm. communicates that. So interesting. Because like the roles that I'm applying for in the organization sector that I'm applying for, I would just wear like... Yeah, like a, 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 like a polo with maybe, maybe like a, maybe. a quarter zip on. Maybe. Which, to be fair... I knew I was going to be, I, I, I knew I wanted to be overdressed rather than underdressed. Um, and the three people I was with, one person was wearing business professional um, attire. And then the other two were just wearing like, like I could tell they were working from home. And so they were just wearing, you know, not graphic t-shirts, just something like, like one guy was wearing a quarter zip and the lady was just yeah. wearing like a plain shirt. Uh, well, to wrap all the way back around to the job, so what's the next step? Did they tell you what, what the story is? So that is, I'm pretty bad at asking follow-up questions for the sake of getting details. Like I'm not a, a by nature detail-oriented. So we do the interview. It's an hour long. You know, the way I described it is I had, what was it? Oh, I described it like it was a football game, like one of those coaches after, like, well, we played well enough to get the win, but there's a lot of areas we can prove on that we'll work on this week. You know, that's what it felt like. There's that's the behavioral interview questions. I think I answered all but one of them, like, really well and really succinctly. One of them, when I started to answer the question after I stopped, he basically repeated the question to me, and I was like, oh, no, Uh, which means I didn't answer it at all. Felt like I connected with them well. But then when it came time to follow up, I was still asking them questions at the end. And the interview started at 12 and was supposed to end at 1. And it was like 1.05. I said, hey, I want to respect your time. I'll just ask my last question and then we can move on our way. Or maybe it was at 1 o'clock I asked that. Whatever. Uh, I basically, pretty much at the end, I was like, hey, I just have one more question and then we'll go on our way. Then the person leading the interview said, you know, thank you for your time. So on and so on. Like all the niceties you say at the end. And they said, our HR team will get back to you on next steps in the process we're seeking to move quickly, but we're only on our second day of interviews and we don't know how quickly we'll be able to talk to everyone with the holidays. And so, you know, if I wasn't on camera and they said, we're looking to move quickly, I would have just done the air quotes quickly. <laughs> like, you know, a startup and a, a massive organization with a lot of red tape, like quickly means two completely different things. Yeah. And so I don't know what that actually means. But when she more or less delegated the communication to her HR team, 
it felt like in that moment I was like, oh, so it's maybe it wasn't pointless, but in that moment it felt like, oh, so I shouldn't be asking you what next steps are yeah. for clarification. She kind of gave the next step. Yeah, the next step is wait. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. All right. Well, any other uh, parting comments as we near the 30 minute mark? As we near the 30, that was pretty good. We went for a while. Oh, we were going to rank how this went. That's what it was. <laughs> I forgot. Um, I still think episode, um, this is seven, right? Mm-hmm. I think episode six was a little stronger, but this one is pretty strong. Episode six was good. There was, I think it was good because we explored a lot of tangents, but we did it in a less chaotic than normal way. This one, I feel like, especially in the second half, we barely talked about my interview. We just talked about everything else around it, which, I mean, that's how life goes. Like, you can have an interview, like this isn't an interview, but... If you're interviewing yeah. someone, like you can go the direction and stay true to what you have the interview questions for, or you can talk about what's most interesting to you. Yeah. And clearly what was most interesting to you was when I said I wore a suit. So I was going to tell you about my background of suit culture well, in my work. It's just fascinating how things have changed or haven't changed in this case. I think they, um, I think they are like, I just wore a suit because I have to, or because I, perceive that it was the best way to communicate interest in the role i don't think i i don't think i'd be wearing a suit every day at wells yeah if i get the role well we'll let the audience know what happens or maybe not if you don't hear anything don't ask (laughs) (laughs) yeah if this never comes up again you know why (laughs) it's either there's one of two options either i get a cease and desist because someone from wells's uh back office was like hey we heard you're making this podcast and talking about us cut it out or I didn't get the job. All right. <laughs> well, see y'all later. Bye. See y'all later. Good one. This is just audio.